What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL with your host with the most. Brian Tong here for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. It is episode 23. We are going strong. And again, thank you so much for everyone that supports the show at patreon.com slash Brian Tong. We're getting closer and closer to our goal. Still not there yet, but we're working it. Again, this show is all about you. Call in. We didn't get too many calls from last week, so I want you to really come in full force. Number is 833-888-ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. You leave your name, where you're from, and get to it. You know what? Also, I think sometimes you guys and gals like to agree with me, but if you disagree with me, I'd like to hear that too. I think it breeds healthy conversation when we're not on the same page, because let's be honest, I'm not right all the time. So jump in and get those phone calls in. I say let's get to the show, and really the big story that has started to surface, it it peaked out earlier this week, but now it's a big thing. Another report, two reports now claim the second-generation iPhone X and this new iPhone X Plus, basically the two OLED phone models for 2018, will support the Apple Pencil. What do you think about that? They're going to support the Apple Pencil. This was a rumored report earlier, Ming-Chi Kuo, a long time ago, said that it was a possibility, but he was pointing more towards 2019. But industry insiders say that this Apple's pencil support will be limited to just the OLED models. That means that kind of middle 6.1-inch iPhone, that LCD screen, according to the reports, will not work with the Apple Pencil. Again, I think about this, and how crazy it is that Apple has continued to, this new version of Apple, the Tim Cook version of Apple, has continued to follow the trends instead of set the trends. And yes, I know we can even look back to the Steve Jobs days and say, yeah, Apple sometimes was later to jump on technology and then polish it up and present it in a more usable way. And I I would agree with that to a certain extent, but also... um, Yeah, the SJ era dropped the iPhone, the iPod, the iPad, reinvented the company to four products, core products, MacBook, MacBook Pro, uh, iMac, and the Power Mac. He he knew what was going on. But this this is kind of crazy to me. And the only thing that I can think of when I hear about this is this. This just brings me back. How are we going to communicate this? We don't want to carry around a mouse, right? So what are we going to do? Oh, a stylus, right? We're going to use a stylus. No. No. Who wants a stylus? You have to get them and put them away and you lose them. Yuck. Nobody wants a stylus. So let's not use a stylus. We're going to use the best pointing device in the world. We're going to use a pointing device that we're all born with. We're born with 10 of them. We're going to use our fingers. We're going to touch us with our fingers. And we have invented a new technology called multi-touch. Okay, so that is a classic line from SJ. And I'm actually not saying that no one wants a stylus anymore. I think the Note 9, just the Note line in general, has actually done a really, really good job integrating a stylus and actually giving it some real functionality and making the Note 9 a legitimate tool. And it's not for everyone. It's, it's not for me. But then I look at this Apple Pencil, and I look at Apple, and I'm like, okay, first of all, where are you going to put that Apple Pencil if this is true? 
There's no way it's going to fit inside of that note. Or sorry, wow, see what I'm doing there? There's no way it's going to fit inside that iPhone. So it's going to be on the side. Are they going to make a smaller iPhone? I mean, sorry, are they going to make a smaller Apple Pencil? See, my brain is just blown away by this. Don't tell me you're going to have the same exact Apple Pencil, one that is longer than the actual phone, be the device that you use? I I, I can't see that. I got the mock-up models of the iPhones, and of course, they were delivered to me when I was gone for an entire week in New York. I have the 6.1-inch faux mock-up. I have the 6.5-inch faux mock-up, and holding an Apple Pencil up to this is ridiculous. And so... I don't know what they're going to really do if this actually happens. Let's say this doesn't happen this year and it actually does happen next year for 2019. Again, where are you going to put the pencil? Where is it going to go? These This phone is so thin, there's nowhere to go. And so what now they're taking some of the cues from the iPad Pro and then throwing it onto the, I, the iPhone. I. This seems, if this is true, again, if this is true, it doesn't seem very well thought out. And if I'm, maybe I'll eat those words. Maybe I'll be like, this is amazing, but I don't see it right now. And it also is, again, we went from one phone being the phone. Then we went to having two phones. Now we have three phones. And I'm sorry, If SJ was around, the 6.1-inch LCD iPhone would never exist. He would never put up for a phone that looks like your flagship phone that's cheaper and has less functionality. And I get it. They're trying to hit these different price points. So basically, psychologically, everyone feels like they have the newest iPhone X design. But they don't. Right, it's smoke and mirrors, and man, I'm just surprised by this story. Now, again, I said it's unclear if they'll release a smaller pencil for this iPhone, but is it going to connect magnetically? No. Is it just, what? It's going to swim around in your pants with the phone? I just this is not the whole slogan campaign of think different. Throw that out the door. Don't ever. Don't ever say that ever again. And they don't. But wow. I'm a little floored by this. Uh, I do like the idea in a small way. But when I think about the execution of it. And what are they going to. Look what are they going to do to top honestly. What the note does. And and all these Apple fans that have been destroying the note. And they're going to just like. All of a sudden, jump on like using an Apple Pencil with the phone. Oh my gosh. Can't take it. All right, so we know the Note 9 coming out officially on August the 24th. The Galaxy Note 9, if if you're a fan of the iPhone and you felt sometimes when a new phone comes out, I feel like people feel threatened about, oh, this phone is now better than mine, whatever. I'm still Team Apple. I'm still Samsung. It's this ongoing weird psychology of how our phones have started to define how we feel about ourselves. Well, iPhone users, you can feel a whole lot better about yourself. The Galaxy Note 9 has been benchmarked, and it is slower 
than the current iPhone 10. The iPhone 10 is still faster. The Galaxy Note running its current software, which is Android Oreo and not Android Pie, and who knows when that will come to the Note 9. The iPhone is still faster. So Geekbench for benchmarks. This is with your time out multi-core processing, and I know these numbers may not necessarily mean a lot, but at least you can see the difference. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 in multi-core processing came in with a score of 8,876. The iPhone 10 came in with a score of 10,357. That's a pretty big gap between a new phone and basically a phone that's a year older. And again, it's not always about raw specs. The Note has twice the RAM of the current iPhone 10. It has the latest Snapdragon 845 processor, but hardware and software matter. And quite honestly, with the new iOS 12 performance tweaks that they have really said, we are dedicated to make this the best performing iPhone, and I believe them, and they should because iOS 11 was a disaster. Those numbers are only going to go higher when the iPhone 10 Plus or whatever they end up calling. I don't even know what they're going to really call it. They could go in a lot of different directions. Some people say, just call it the iPhone Pro. You have so many iPhones. But it'll be the iPhone XI, the iPhone 11. What do you guys and gals think? It's a good excuse. It's a good reason to call in, make it short and sweet. 833-888-ABXL. What do you think they're going to call the next iPhone? Because the keynote is probably going to happen around the second week of September. If it falls on a Tuesday, which it has in the past, that would pinpoint September the 11th, 9-11, a date that here in the U.S. we don't really like. But 9-11 is expected to roughly be the day that Apple may put out their keynote. And you know we're going to have a crazy live event. It's going to be great. And I've got some great special surprises for you there as well. All right, so Note 9, slower than the iPhone 10. Even in graphics output, it is slower. Uh, they did a 3D, they did the Slingshot Extreme test. This is a graphics processing test. The Galaxy Note registered in with a score of 4,639. The Apple iPhone just edged it at 4,994, so about by 350 points. But This is, we're talking about a phone that's one year older. The good thing for the Note 9, it was rated the best display ever on a smartphone by DisplayMate. It broke records in brightness, color accuracy, screen reflectance, and that display is freaking amazing. Samsung, they know displays. And even Samsung supplies the display for Apple, and then Apple puts their own little kind of touch and bells and whistles and engineering to optimize that display for them. So Samsung Display, which is a subsidiary of Samsung, makes the displays in the Apple iPhone. All right, we had some uh, beta issues. Apple released the whole crop of betas for iOS, watchOS, tvOS, macOS, Mojave. But there was a problem with the the beta 7 for iOS 12. Apple had actually taken it down. It had caused people's phones to slow down, to crash, basically to hang. For some people, it took... 10 seconds or more once they launched an app to actually use the app. Screen lock froze. Apps froze. They took it down, and then in about 24 hours, 
They released the eighth beta, at least of iOS 12 for developers. Uh, the public beta is also available now. So again, I can't say it enough. Don't run a beta on your phone, on your main phone and complain about it. Y'all do that too much. Don't do that. Air power. Let's talk air power. Industry insiders, uh, this is multiple kind of a collection of people are reporting that the air power will cost roughly around $149 and work with all three 2018 iPhones. Makes sense. It should, right? We talked about the issues with the air power. I want them to deliver this the right way, even though it's basically going to be roughly a year since they teased it. Apple, a year? Oh yeah, we'll talk about more delays in a second. But 149 the price point. They also are talking about how we should they Apple teased us with that AirPods with a wireless charging case. Remember that? It has a little little green dot on it. They teased us with that. That is expected and believed to work with the Qi certified charging standard, right? There's a standard for wireless charging. So what that means is that actual AirPod case, whenever it comes out, is expected to work with any Qi certified charging mat. That could be a third-party one, a non-Apple AirPower charging device, Belkin, Canoe, who else does them? All types, they do them. But if you don't want to worry about the AirPower mat and it's, what, roughly $149 to $200 price point, I got you one better, and I actually... I actually bought this to try it out. And sure, maybe I'll return it, but I wanted to try it out. There is a $35 charging pad called the Face Ever 2 in one. Face Ever, or F-A-C-E-V-E-R. So Face Ever. Just trying to say Face Ever, but they're combining the last two E's together. Face Ever 2. You look it up on Amazon. It is a $35 power mat that charges two devices. It can actually charge your iPhone and Apple Watch at the same time. It's coming out soon. I think they're releasing it in about a week. I'm going to obviously do a comparison because that's kind of fun. That's kind of crazy, if you ask me. But there is something out there for everyone. I kind of jumped around and skipped a story. But before we get to our little breather, our little break, uh, yeah, the second biggest story of this week, I apologize. Apple has removed group FaceTime from iOS 12 and macOS Mojave. Apple completely removed the feature. Now, I had a rant on it on the video show. I had a rant on it about Twitter. And here's why. Group FaceTime was the number one front-facing consumer feature that was like, hey, this is a new feature for iOS 12 that everyone could actually use. Now, Some of you are like, I don't use FaceTime. Well, I do. I have nieces and nephews and family that I love using it with, right? So fine, it's not for everyone, but it's for a lot of Apple users. Apple's focus on iOS 12 was to focus on performance and stability. And it, it seems like they've really locked that down. But in doing so, because the disaster of iOS 11, they took out a lot of features, a redesigned home screen. They took out new organization in the Photos app. They took out... um. A lot of stuff, those are just a couple, but they left group FaceTime. Well, group FaceTime is not coming now. Apple says it will ship in a future software update later this fall. So you might go, oh, hey, it's coming out a month after. No, we know what Apple does. 
if the last day of fall, which I checked on the calendar, is December 21st, that thing will either come out right before December 21st or may get delayed even more. And I look down the list. Like If you look at Apple's website, iOS 12, right? Performance and stability is the number one feature they, they showcase. What is the second feature they showcase? Group FaceTime, y'all. The third feature they, fa- they feature? Memojis. Memojis. So, Apple's Memojis will get priority over face, group FaceTime for iOS 12. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Yeah. That's a bad Apple. You had that. We all had that coming. Group FaceTime isn't going to make iOS 12. I, maybe I'm making a bigger deal out of it than it should be, but it's a flagship, flagship feature. In a long laundry list of delays. Uh, let's go down the list. Air Power. I'm going to do this off the top of my head. Air Power. HomePod. AirPods, uh, other major delays. iOS 11 had major delays. Apple Pay Cash, still not available in many countries. Uh, iMessages in the cloud, that came out the week before WWDC 2018, which made them release that a year later alongside with AirPlay 2. Those two features came out a year later after they announced them. All I'm asking for Apple to do is just announce these things uh, when they're ready within three to six months don't do nine to a year nine months to a year it just looks bad and you guys keep on doing it you keep on doing don't like i love y'all i love you a little less than i used to but i love y'all get it together guys and i can't do what you do but just come on give us something decent all right let's take a little quick breather to talk about and show love to the sponsors of the show that's you thank you so much everyone for your contributions for your monthly support at patreon.com slash brian tong starts at one dollar a month if i've given you any value over the years five dollars a month that's like a cup of coffee we go higher 10 25 to 100 to our platinum apples i do also want to kind of get everyone prepared i'm starting to get to the point where this podcast from a number standpoint is going to start being able to accept sponsorships. And so what I wanted to be really clear and transparent with you all is that if you are a Patreon supporter, there's actually an audio podcast feed specific to you. Though that feed will not have any of the ads. But for everyone else that thank you so much that supports the show and listens on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and TuneIn and gives gives those awesome five-star reviews, we're almost at five stars, if, you, if you're not a Patreon supporter, uh, there will be ads that end up coming on this podcast. It's not going to happen next week, but I would expect based on where I'm at in the next three months, that's how we'll do it. So if you're a Patreon supporter, ad-free. If you're not a Patreon supporter, there will be um, you know a mid-roll ad or a pre-roll ad. It, I just want to set the expectations so you know um, you know one of the benefits of being a Patreon supporter starting at $1 a month. And again, I'm completely independent. So this helps me continue to do this and we're we're still reaching our goal to make this a regular thing till eternity but thank you so much for everyone that has continued to support this uh it's amazing sorry that took longer than i wanted but i just wanted to get that out of the way all right very cool okay cool news of the week happy 20th launch anniversary to the imac remember the colored 
IMAX. Started with Bondi Blue. Then they had those amazing, that rainbow of gumdrops. Green. There was orange, red, purple. I, it was it was Steve Jobs' comeback to Apple. It was designed by Johnny Ive. The iMac G3 was so unique. It was an all-in-one computer. You could see inside the internals. The bright colors were just like, they just made you happy. You know, they teased it with hello again. Think about this. It, this is, these are some of the specs. For $12.99 at launch, it came with a two, 233 megahertz power PC processor. It started at two, 233. It went anywhere up from 233 to 700 eventually. It was a G3 processor, 4 gigs of storage, 15-inch CRT, and a CD-ROM drive with an ATI graphics card. Okay, that may not be impressive. You look at that. This is how amazing technology is. That was 20 years ago. Our phone destroys that. Our phone in our pocket destroys the specs of an iMac G3. It was an amazing, it was really an amazing moment. And uh, I love it. I love it. The iMac G3, guys and gals. 20th launch anniversary. I believe it actually came out. Yeah. I can't remember exactly the day it came out, but that was the launch of it. It was done at the Flint Center in Cupertino, which is just a stone's throw away from my parents' place. A lot of history there, but it was a big deal. It was it was literally Steve Jobs' first product, his first comeback from Apple. Another first for Apple, we know about the HomePod. We know. We talked about its sales roughly making around 6% of them the smart speaker market in the U.S. last week. There's some new patents that have leaked out that hint at what Siri is trying to be able to do. And one of them that came out that is, um, you know, Apple applied for and has been, you know, granted by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office is a patent for user profiling for voice input processing. So what this would do is basically recognition could be performed in a different variety of ways, but some of that includes biometric information which this patent suggests could be a voice print. Now, we already know in Siri, you kind of talk to it to calibrate it so that it in general works with your voice and not everyone's voice. I'm sure it's something similar, but remember the Google Home and the Amazon Echo already have this. This is just a patent. Uh, it, they haven't said that Apple is doing this, uh, but it's out there. And then another patent, which I found really interesting, but this is something that seems so way down the road, specifically. Apple has proposed, again, this is a granted patent for a device using like depth mapping so it can see you for gesture controls. Now, how could this be applied to a computer, to the HomePod? This is called, and this is kind of nerdy, a multimedia computing or entertainment system for responding to user presence and activity. So what this would do would create a depth map of your entire room. It would see your furniture. If you move your furniture, it would recalibrate it. It would see the room. But what we would also be able to detect is finite stuff like make out sections of your hand, individual sections, your fingers, their orientation. So what this patent, the thinking of this is that, yeah, you could walk around your home and if a HomePod was there or some sort of device or a spy camera, no, not a spy camera, you could control your devices because it could detect your body, but it could detect your arm and your fingers. These are all patents. It shows what Apple's thinking of, but not necessarily what they're doing, but uh, it's out there. All right, Ming-Chi Kuo, our man, Apple to launch Apple Car in 2023 to 2025. He really believes 
Apple can do better with integration of hardware, software, and services than the current competitors. Okay, Apple can do a better job of integrating everything if they make a car. Remember, they had scaled back on that. It looked like they were just going to make an autonomous system that they could license out. Ming-Chi Kuo believes their Apple is working on their own car. I'll tell you what the car is. It's called a Tesla. And that thing continues to only get better. I don't, I, I'd really be curious how many people just run out and get an Apple car. It, it's kind of fascinating. Remember, it's called Project Titan, their Apple Autonomous Vehicle Program. It's been going on since 2014. Had a bunch of issues with leadership. People going, coming and going and leaving. So Apple shelved the idea. But Ming-Chi Kuo still believes, you know, with this combination of them experimenting with AR and then introducing some kind of AR glasses in 2020, which I know not everyone wears glasses, but I think that could actually be special under Apple's helm. We'll see. I don't. It's not going to make me wear glasses unless it's integrated into some dope sun sunglasses, which it probably won't be. So we'll find out about that. And last story, y'all. Apple TV gets a new app. I haven't been playing this for years, but HQ Trivia is finally available on the Apple TV for free. The live trivia game with Scott Rogowski, the quiz daddy, right? He's he's gonna he's still there doing it. It's still fun, but I just don't got time for that. We're hustling, baby. We are independent now. So check it out. HQ Trivia on your Apple TV. I think it's kind of cool and it's kind of fun. All right, we've got a couple voicemails. I encourage y'all to call us 833. I almost forgot the number. 833-888-ABXL. All right, let's go to Nick. Let's see what Nick wants to say. Hey, Brian. This is uh, Nick Wright from Shadron, Nebraska. Uh, Love your show. Was really happy to see that you're still... uh, still with us uh with with uh, your new gig um just wanted to comment on the laptop situation uh with your brand new 2018 macbook pro um wow that's pretty phenomenal um that they would just recommend you buying a brand new laptop when obviously yours doesn't work out of the box and i just kind of wonder you know if that's indicative just of Apple's, you know, overall direction um, and just how they're, I guess, going about treating their their consumers, um, just realizing that, you know, you're kind of in the niche. So actually, you know, dealing with situations like these when they arise, I mean, they're looking at it as a, you know, uh, from a cost perspective, not so much from a customer satisfaction perspective and making sure that they're taking care of their users. And providing value and, and a phenomenal product. Um, again, that's just kind of disconcerting to me. Um, I, I have an older MacBook Pro, and I'm not in the market to update anytime soon, per se. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Where do we go from here if, if the laptops are, that they're going to turn out are like this? Uh, just curious on your thoughts with that and what that tells us about Apple as a company and um, I guess kind of where their heart lies with their, their customers. Love the show. Keep doing what you do. Hey, thanks, Nick. Thanks so much. Um, I think what I wanted to say about the whole issue with my MacBook Pro is the reason why they told me to just go buy a new one is because it would take too long for it to actually get repaired in time. And so in a way, actually, by getting a second one and having the same sound popping issues, it actually confirmed what I believed as to be an issue. If it happens to two laptops, we talked about the story of other people having the issue. I'm going to be honest with you all. Look, instead of making a big fuss about it, 
I felt like, hey, let's go talk to Apple to see what's going on with this. Well, I talked with them. I sent my diagnostics. I still haven't heard back. So, yeah, I could have made a big fuss and broke a video on it. Um, but sometimes you jump to conclusions and you don't really know. But the conclusion is starting to be that they don't know what's going on. They don't have a fix. It's been two weeks now, and I still haven't gotten a final response about it. And then I had told you that MacBook Pro A, the first one I got, didn't stop exhibiting those things. Well, just yesterday, I was editing this week's video, and it popped again, and the sound completely went out, and then it popped again, and the sound came back. So this hasn't gone away. This hasn't been resolved, and I'm like, dang, this is this is bunk. This is janky. So I'll keep you all posted. Until I get the entire story together, I'm not going to put out a video. Yeah, I could have jumped on it, but you know what? I, I like to be a little measured instead of just instantly put some, you know, attack on a company like you make a you made me a lemon like I'm not like that and it's not giving them the benefit of the doubt but I'm gonna see how this rolls out and it's gonna be an interesting story however it plays out so you would think that they'd want to take care of someone who tends to speak out a lot about them for them and against them when they're doing dumb things but right now it's it's a little frustrating it's a little frustrating all right but I, I actually think that they are I think they aren't trying to turn off customers. I know this is a niche situation, but I do think Apple does actually care about the customers in general. But what they have shown is there's kind of a disconnect. If you've dealt with Apple Care, how about this? If you buy Apple Care, they pretty much take care of you. They really do, unless you decide to crack open your iMac and completely void the warranty and complain about it. But on the other hand, um, I don't know. They're the way that they have shown how they like to keep a lot of these things secret, wait for about a year and a half, wait till there's lawsuits about product issues and then address it, that's a problem to me. I know it takes time to figure out what's really going on, but don't hide behind it for a year or two and then say, oh yeah, <laughs> we know about this and we've known about this and we're only bringing it up now because we're in a legal battle. That's a problem. That's a big problem. And we throw more than enough big apples um, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't characterize someone who works at the store as not caring because they're just doing their job. You know, we know how that is. We know how that is. All right. Next up call from Dan. Hey, Brian, Dan Fox calling in from Orlando again. I haven't called since, uh, since before you got your promotion, as I like to think of it. Uh, anyway, congrats on that and longtime listener, longtime fan. Excuse me. Um, a couple things I wanted to touch on and I'll try to make it quick here. I, uh, I left you a message on your voicemail back before the promotion, and I've been meaning to call back about it because I'm in the middle of a home renovations call about the home kit versus the echo and integration. And you had told me in your response on the air that, uh, you know, the, the interoperability of echo versus home kit. And I kind of dismissed it at the time, but now having gone through it, I couldn't agree enough. And long story short with our locks and our, lights and our switches and our doorbell and everything else now we've gone fully with echo because the uh, comparison on what apple is compatible with is terrible and the, the options are so much lower so um, i appreciate your input on that and you're absolutely right and uh and so we've kind of switched and as an apple fan it's kind of disappointing to do that but they're kind of leaving us with no option with such a small amount of products that they integrate well with and then uh, secondly, I just I guess I just wanted to say 
um, it seems like not too many people are jazzed about the new iPhone coming out, uh, the larger size one, at least from what I've been reading in the tech news. I personally am excited about it. As someone who got the iPhone 10 on release day, I really like it, but I do find it to be smaller than, you know, it, it noticeably smaller for me than the regular plus size iPhones prior. So I'm excited to get the new one. Anyway, longtime fan, uh, keep doing a great job, and I really appreciate how honest you are as an Apple fan. It's nice to hear another Apple fan that's also willing to be honest when Apple makes a misstep that makes it painful for those of us that really are fans but would like to see them do better. Anyway, keep doing a great job. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Dan. And again, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm always excited for a new phone. We'll just... I really need to see what they're going to do with this that makes it that much better. I, The Apple Pencil functionality, I don't know if that's the answer for me. I don't know. The other thing that I wanted to say is, look, if you guys disagree with me wholeheartedly, I want to hear it. Like, I, again, I said, this is not about agreeing with me. This is about all of our thoughts. You know, we're all part of this community that love this stuff. And I want to hear from you. I'm not always right. Trust me on that. Well, I'm right most of the time. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening in and calling in. I also want to give a huge shout out to my Platinum Apples. That's the $100 contribution level for my Patreon to help keep this going. Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Stratos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Andy Halverson, Wesley Frader, Craig Hindle, and Jarrett Lewis just on board. Thank you. My goodness, thank you. But again, I can't say enough. Thank you to all of you. Like You're allowing me to do this and... It's kind of amazing. That's all I got to say about that. All right. Remember, call in triple, oh, sorry, 833-888-ABXL. I want to hear from you this week. Give me some of those voicemails. 833-888-2295. That's going to do it for this week. We'll talk to you soon. Be safe. Take care. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.